Hey, I'm Matt Franco. And this is Eric Dittleman, and this is Mind Over Magic. Mind Over Magic. You said it with an accent this week. An accent? I don't know about Mind that. Mind Over Magic. That's what I heard. <laughs> I think I'm just excited that we're back after a week off. Hopefully you enjoyed that bank episode and uh, enjoyed your holiday. Yes, yes, yes. Hope everyone had a great holiday season. Uh, well, thank we're you entering for... holiday season per se, but yeah. Uh, That's th- true. I said that as if it's over and it's not. <laughs> yeah, we did have one, I guess. I, I mean, once you hit October, all the holidays just kind of flow right into each other. Halloween, right into Thanksgiving, right into all the, you know, Christmases and Hanukkahs and that time of year. So New Year's, it's all one blur, really. Yes, and we need that blur this year. We need that holiday cheer. Yeah, I I like uh, the people who leave up their Halloween decorations and then start also with the Christmas decorations. Like it's a nice, like nightmare before Christmas, like mashup. <laughs> <laughs> it's very abrupt. I mean, the day after Thanksgiving, we had the tree up. Yeah, much. or it might have been uh, two days after. Saw you posting all over the Instagram, and it looks good. It looks good. I've never yeah. had a big tree like that. I've always had like we had I think we had like a medium sized and it was probably fake growing up because, you know, we were the family that celebrated both Christmas and Hanukkah. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, but for for now, you know, at my mom's when I visit her for the holidays, we just have like a little like, you know, foot tall tree that goes on yeah. a table. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same with uh, my folks. And you got to keep it separate from the menorah because you don't want that to catch. <laughs> <laughs> you can't mix them. Yeah. What's uh, your situation with Christmas music? What about it? If I like it or not? I mean, yeah. Do you do you actively put it on? Does it bother you? Do you what's do? You... I don't think I've ever actively put it on. <laughs> like yeah. not even once. <laughs> Would you be annoyed if someone played a lot of it around you? Um, no, not necessarily. But uh, you know, I, I I'll, I'll just listen to it if it's on, but I won't seek it out. I think. And November first, yeah. I have to say, Tiana, not yeah. until at least after Thanksgiving. <laughs> did you um? Did you actually like have that part of the Thanksgiving tradition? Is like you're like, all right, we had our meal, and now immediately we start on the tree. Like uh, same well, day, the next day, the next okay. day, next day. next day. Okay, the next it took the next couple That's of days fair. to do it. Yeah, yeah. In all fairness, it is not a real tree. Oh, okay. It looks good. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a realistic looking one. Yeah, it was just you and Tiana for the Thanksgiving, yes. Yeah, well, we had um, my my brother and his fiance for dessert. Oh, nice. That's similar yeah. to what we did. Um, I went home, did the meal with my mother, just the two of us, and then I um went over to my brother's. The, uh, me and my mom went over to my brother's backyard for desserts to see, you know, my brother, sister-in-law, and little baby niece. That those times are priceless, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's great. So Matt, um, we should welcome our new listeners that are tuning in. Yeah, I know we got I got we got ju- new people jumping on, especially in these past few weeks. So thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm Matt Franco. This is Eric Dittleman, as you heard in the beginning. Both performers, known each other for ten years, and we come here once a week and we hash out kind of whatever is is on our mind and. Uh, we thank you for embracing it and, and joining us. It's really exciting to have you have you here with us. Uh, Eric kind of is more on the um, 
he does mentalism so kind of more of what he does like more of the boring stuff and hey. I do magic all the fun stuff no. <laughs> no. <laughs> remember in the title mind comes first uh. <laughs> and it's mind over magic yeah, so exactly. i guess you win <laughs> eric's over in new york i'm here in vegas so just other sides of the country and we're, we're hashing things out, especially during this time. Yeah, yeah. And we just, you know, we called each other and caught up all the time. And we figured, you know, give people the opportunity to hang out and, uh, you know, listen in and just chill. We're trying to build up this community a bit. And, uh, you know, um, if you've got comments or questions or suggestions, you're going to feel free to email us at mindovermagicpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, that's always great to hear your input as well. Uh, but yeah, we just we just wanted to be a hang, and uh, we talk about what's ever in our mind, whether it's magic or you know, I mean that comes up a lot, obviously, because that's what we're invested in. But other things like uh, like Cobra Kai. So go back to listen to some past episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I think you talk about Cobra Kai more than I do. Yeah, I was just excited for the new season, but uh, <laughs> oh, I am too. Very soon, yeah. actually, it was in a month. Yeah, ish. Yeah, it's coming out. So we got we got a lot good. to get into today. Yeah, let's where, do it. Where do you want to start? Well, uh, I had a uh, mishap. So if, uh, if your livelihood during this pandemic relies on like computer software, which mine does because I've been doing virtual shows as my sole source of income, uh, be careful about upgrading your software because I upgraded to the new Mac OS Big Sur right away, which I guess Oh, is I did like, that too. Yeah. So Big Sur is like, you know, I even have like automatic updates on. But if you're relying on certain software, sometimes it's not compatible when you upgrade. And that's exactly what happened to me. Uh, the, uh, I'm using uh, OBS, which is the open broadcast uh, software, to run my virtual show. And there was a glitch. It doesn't launch in the new uh, OS on Mac, on Big Sur. So basically what I had to do in order to uh, finagle it, I had to go in and delete most of my show in order oh. to open the app. So basically, this past week and a half, I've been frantically reprogramming and uh, restructuring my whole virtual show and uh, getting that up and running again. <laughs> and uh, boy, is that stressful. I'll bet. Now, if you didn't have the multimedia stuff as part of your virtual show, you could just jump on Zoom and do a show, right? Yeah, I mean, my multimedia and the graphics and everything enhances what I do and having different camera angles. No, no, I know, but, but hypothetically. Hypothetically, yeah, it'd be a lesser product in, uh, from what I was doing and what I'm used to. Uh, but if you want to go multicam, you have to have some sort of... Well, just to be able to switch back and forth and have the scenes the way you want, it's uh, it's uh -huh. it's easy to do rather than like going into your setting each time and changing the camera in I the see. zoom client and so forth but it is doable yes if you it, had to yeah i can just hear, asking for a friend i was i could hear the concern in your voice because i know <laughs> you have virtual shows coming up <laughs> and i showed you a few of the graphics that are in my show and you uh you were a little little intimidated <laughs> can i say it's just so much multimedia it looks so professional it's uh -huh, unbelievable thank you thank you i put a lot of work into it but again it's, yeah. it's all to just enhance and make it a a viewing, uh, like a pleasurable viewing experience. So. Yeah, especially when you're doing all the boring mentalism stuff. Hey. You have to. No, no. <laughs> I don't know why I'm in such a, uh, 
uh, uh, busting up mood today. I'm, I'm, I'm breaking you on that a, a lot. I've actually found the uh, it's interesting in this pandemic when most people are doing these virtual shows. I see a lot of magicians even moving towards more mentalism just because of the interactive nature of it. Uh, now obviously, magic's been pretty successful as a virtual show, too, uh, just because anything interaction breaks out from the whole watching Netflix or just, you know, passively watching a YouTube video. So having the audience involved automatically brings it to the next level. But uh, there's something about mentalism where it's just you and the person kind of speaking through a screen where, you know, in a magic show, you could have very flourishy and do like almost a solo card thing or a solo coin thing and watch it. And it's amazing. But, uh, you know, mentalism has to be interactive. That's the rule because you can't do any uh, mind reading without minds to read. So uh, they have to be the other end, at the other end. And I think some magic lends itself to solo performance. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with everything you said for the most part there. That's all true. Yeah, I'm just uh, trying to change your joke away from the yeah, mentalism's boring. <laughs> it's just a joke, people. Listen, I wasn't joking when I complimented the professionalism of the multimedia in Eric's virtual show. I was joking about mentalism overall being boring. That is not true. But go. sometimes true. <laughs> it, it can be. I've seen boring mentalism. Yes. As can magic. Yeah. As can it Anything depends on the performer. I mean, you can see bad artists. They're all using the same tools, you know? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, yeah, that's been on my mind is just getting that show up and running. And I do my show like a live stream. So I had to figure out to get that up. And then also I do my show on Zoom. Uh, so I had to like change all the settings and get that working there. So uh, I'm good to go for, you know, I've got gigs coming up. So, uh, you know, just happy to be back in action. Very good. I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm gearing up to get back into action myself, and that is why I told you before we started this might be more of a therapy session, only because yeah, I, uh, my head is spinning. My head is just spinning overall with, I know you said you're stressed. It's like just trying to get everything in order for, for Vegas. I mean, really mm -hmm. to the point where there are a few times in my life where it's like this much going on, because yeah. we're doing all new creative for the show. Right. And the opening date is currently essentially two weeks away, December 17th. And that is pending whether or not we hear guidance from local officials between now and then. So it's like, yeah, we're forging ahead as if it's the 17th, but what if it's not? Yeah. When would it be? Like, it's just like, we're ready to go, but we, we're still kind of in that same limbo that we've kind of all been in for the mm -hmm. past eight months. But now we're at the point where we're really working hard and pulling the trigger on things rehanging lights, uh, line swaps in the theater, different things, uh, painting of things, building of props. Like we're really kind of in the swing of it. And it's like, oh, I would wish it could be a little more solid to know when we're, it, it is solid in this moment, but yeah, I think everybody knows that kind of everything. And I don't just mean in Vegas or just in my show. I just mean everything in general right now is subject to change in the world. Yeah. Right? It's all kind of case by case. It's everything's up in the air and can change at a moment's notice. Yeah. Uh, but you, you announced your December 17th. You could get tickets at your website. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Ticketmaster, mattfranco.com. And we're, we're ready to rock. We're working really, really hard on uh, our, our COVID plan in terms of distancing. And we've, we've got, I feel very, very confident in, in a lot of that stuff. So in all of that stuff, I should say. And the magic, the new stuff, pretty excited. Nice, nice. Yeah. How, how have uh, rehearsals 
been going? What's that like? Good. I'm there every day. I'm at the yeah. theater, uh, usually sometimes as early as right now in the morning, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I stay until it's like, a, it's like a normal work day. It's not something us performers <laughs> usually do. And clock in at nine, clock out at five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like figuring out music for different parts, figuring out uh, just kind of planning and dry blocking through what's going to happen here and there and transitions and set changes and new video content. And I mean, even some aesthetic stuff, like actual scenery changes that if you were to come to the show, you go, oh my God. Oh, nice. You yeah. guys did work. Yeah. You know? That's so, great. That's yeah. great. So you're feeling good. It's just a you know a lot on the plate to get everything ready, and uh, you know you you were uh, recently a guest on uh, the podcasts, right? That's right. And, yeah. Um, and uh, that's what John. I can never get his last name. Catslomides. <laughs> there you go. You nailed it. Uh, you could just say cats. There you go. That's why it's called <laughs> podcasts. And uh, if you want to listen to that episode, you can find that uh, wherever you're listening to this now. Uh, just search for Matt on podcasts. But you talk about you know he asked you, are you nervous? You know, mm-hmm. coming up. And I mean, that's a real thing of uh, of uh, being, you know, having all this downtime between when your show was last running and then right back into the thick of things, you know, all of a sudden gearing up to that. So how are you handling all that uh, uh, it, mentally? It's tough. Yeah, the it, mental it, aspect tough. of it. Yeah. it. It's weird. It's like I we, we've talked about how I've been sleeping better over the past months. And it's like if last night's any indication that's gone now. Like I'm already having trouble <laughs> sleeping. Like meditation, Matt needs more meditation now because it's like, I can't keep up with it. I can't, I, I can yeah. keep up with, with actually the practice of meditating, but it doesn't seem to have as strong of an, as an effect on being able to control sort of keeping my brain calm yeah, and just clear on things because it's like, you just get pulled in so many different directions constantly it's it's a crazy undertaking it really is like opening a new show Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's 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 and it's a full production operation and what everyone else is doing i feel like i'm doing the opposite any other show that's opening at limited occupancy is scaling everything down (laughs) yeah you're ramping it up (laughs) maybe i'm not so smart (laughs) but my gut is telling me this is really the right time of course every show is in a different position yeah but we've been running for five years we've signed on in vegas at the link hotel and experience Mm. for five more years seems like the perfect time to use the downtime as a refresh yeah that's exactly sort of what had just happened with my laptop you know or my software crashing is like i took this opportunity to up my graphics a little bit because I wanted to come back in full force and, you know, see that I made use of the downtime a little bit. Yeah. But because of uncertainty, most shows, you know, cut, cut their operation in half. Right. I've instead (laughs) made it a more spectacular production. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's, it'll be fun to see, uh, you know, just to see. Just, I mean, just to see, you know, the people coming in, hopefully their reactions and they appreciate all that stuff, too. But I mean, I think you're not going to see the, the real benefits of that until you can have a full theater and, you know, but it, it's it's kind of nice having this kind of trial run of a brand new show pretty much without yeah. the pressure of a full theater every night with people like, yes, this needs to be perfect because you kind of have a little lag time as everyone's trying to figure this out during COVID times, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's tough. I'm I'm stressed about it. I was excited just to jump on here with you and uh, just to actually 
talk about other things because <laughs> because it's so weighing on me. So before but I'm we really, do, really though, before we do, though, I just want to I want to ask you, what's the thing that's giving you the biggest stress in like prepping for the show? I'm just curious. Uh, it's, it, I think it's it's there's not any one thing. <laughs> it's just all little things kind of piled up. I think it's many. Uh, it's I would say it's many big things, but oh, okay. everything's relative. Yeah. Right. So I mean, in in it seems big to me right now in this moment, but really it, it's look we're we're in a business. It's not worth stressing about, and I have yeah. to try to remember that it's what we do is for fun and to bring people joy and. We're not, uh, we're not literally saving lives. We're not on the front lines here. Right, so right. everything should be kind of kept light and, and dreamlike and fun. So I'm trying to do that. I can't tell you there's any one major, one big thing. It's If I had to pick one, if I could maybe change one thing, it would just be having control over things that are completely outside of it. For example, just kind of waiting on guidance from local officials there's yeah. none of us yeah. anywhere unless you're one of those local officials. <laughs> you really don't have control over that. And, and even then, they don't yeah. have control of the virus either. Right. You mentioned so, we're not uh, frontline employees, but uh, I heard the, the vaccine is probably going to frontline employees first. So so maybe right. try and uh, work your case up that entertainers are frontline employees a little bit more <laughs> so we can get that vaccine. There you go. <laughs> Hopefully it's widely available soon. We, <laughs> yeah. we shall see. But in the meantime, I'm kind of prepared for a stop and go situation that shows yeah. have been dealing with since they've tried to open here in Las Vegas. Yeah, kind of open. It might shut down for a little bit, might reopen again. I mean, all businesses have dealt yeah. with it, restaurants yeah. and occupancy changes. So yeah. one step at a time. But we are moving. We are ready to go for when, whenever that is. As of right now, December 17th, I will be there. Nice. Looking so. forward to it. Hopefully, people come out and support the live, socially distanced, safe performance. In general, yeah, live entertainment is a mm-hmm. uh, is going to be one of those industries that is going to need need support overall yeah. in the next couple of years, probably. Yeah, just to get everything back into the swing of things. Uh, but let's uh, keep your mind off of all that extra stress and talk a little bit more about the more stress that I have going on because I I signed a lease on a new apartment, so I'm moving this month. <laughs> So you're not there right now. No, no, no. I, I, well, I, I'm technically am currently occupying the new place. I just have so much stuff. I've lived in this apartment in New York, which is I found out a rarity uh, for seven years in the same apartment. And most of my friends who live in New York like seem like they move every year. Uh, <laughs> just they're like, I just hate moving. I really do. Yeah, and, so uh, do I. And I've accumulated so much stuff in this apartment for seven years, and I'm just dreading having to like figure out what I'm keeping, what I'm tossing, moving everything over the big stuff, the little stuff. Uh, but uh, that's why I have a whole month to kind of do the whole process. So, uh, you know, I'm technically double, uh, I have two apartments this month right now <laughs> as this lease is ending. Uh, and I just found a place that I had to jump on because sometimes that's the case in New York, although it is very much a renter's market right now. Uh, but to find a place that has enough space, because I had to like consider things like studio space now. That's a new thing I didn't have to consider before the pandemic and doing all these virtual shows. It's like, how am I going to set up this whole studio I've created again in a new place and have enough room for that and to live uh, but I'm excited to live uh, by myself. No roommates. That's going to be fun. Um, awesome. And then just to um, figure out, you know, oh, just just the, the moving process where I have to coordinate it around the virtual shows I have scheduled this month so that I'm not like 
moving and then don't have internet in the new place and without the studio set up like that's a balancing act i gotta figure out all that stuff so that's extra stress going on as i was recreating my whole show and getting my livelihood up and running again (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so it's a lot I, i think it's so funny too when you're um you're searching for apartments and you're trying to like plan out like how the layout's gonna go where all your stuff is gonna go some of it just seems so arbitrary you're like yeah i think this bookshelf will go there this will go there it's like it's it's hard to really picture it until you get all the stuff in and you know i'm just trying to pre-plan so that i'm not like changing everything around and some people have an eye for that, and yeah. I'm not one of them. <laughs> no, they just look at the room and they go, "Oh, this is all wrong. The feng shui is this way. You got to yeah. put this cabinet here." And then, and there really is something to that of right. like, "Oh, wow, this setup is so much better. The flow of the room is so much better." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was curious, like, I know you. We, I didn't really talk to you after the big move. Like, we we're just kind of focused more on your show. But like, I didn't realize, like, how was your move from like Rhode Island to Vegas? Because that's like moving across country. That's a lot of stuff and to figure out and pack up your whole life and yeah it was kind of a crazy time uh it was it was Rhode Island to Los Angeles and then Los Angeles to Vegas right and I remember was, visiting the Los Angeles place briefly yeah that was like yeah a temporary... and it, it was uh kind of all happening so quickly like I would but when I said I'm kind of in a point in my life that's happened very few times in my life whenever you're doing a big thing um that that was equivalent Mm -hmm. It was another one of those times where it's like there's so much going on all Mm -hmm. at once and you just have to take it one day at a time, take a deep breath and go through it. Now, I think you're probably the same way. I go where work takes me. So if I had to move to New York because that's where my show was, then I'd be in New York. So I think I I, I tend to go where work takes me, at least for the time being. So to have to go to California, to have to come to Vegas, I kind of adjust pretty quickly. Yeah, it's interesting you say that, too, because given the pandemic and a lot of entertainers doing these virtual shows, it kind of doesn't matter where you are at the moment. So I was entertaining options of like moving back to Massachusetts or even elsewhere. But, um, you know, I I just again, I hate moving. So (laughs) a a shorter move was in my cards. And uh, yeah, yeah. Want to stay in New York for when things open up again. Uh, Because hopefully that's going to happen within a year or so. Uh, And, uh, you know, just being that's that's one of the reasons I moved to New York was just there used to be so much opportunity and nightlife and things to see and things to do. And, uh, you know, I've been definitely missing that. But, uh, you know, I know plenty of entertainers and other people who have just moved out of the the, out of the city because it's cheaper, you know, while the city's kind of shut down. Like there's like what what point is being is being here and paying higher rent. Uh, right. You could just set up a camera in a living room in, you know, the, the suburbs <laughs> on a farm somewhere upstate or wherever. Well, even office jobs people are doing from home. Yeah. Same thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So just a lot going on this month. Uh, I'm sure I'll keep you updated as uh, things happen. And, uh, and eventually we'll be recording this in the new place. And that's fun. Very exciting. Very yeah. exciting stuff. What else is going on? What else is happening? Uh, well, I had a flip-flop happen to me this morning while I was eating breakfast. A flip-flop? Yeah, I had a flip-flop. Um, like the shoe? Nope. Nope. Just a <laughs> flip-flop on opinion. I guess oh, our opinions okay. are subject to change. And I actually mean this, though. This is going to sound like a joke, but this is true. I've had a flip-flop on my song preference of uh, our trivia and riddle music. I Really? Eating breakfast before the podcast, <laughs> and I had 
the trivia theme song by Mark Diddleman stuck in my head, and I loved every second yeah. of it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I had to stop and think, and I went, I played the riddle song in my head, and I said, I think trivia just took time to grow on me, and it's my new preference. See, I don't think you can choose. I think they're nice compliments of each other. <laughs> <laughs> How do you? Uh, I was gonna. I was gonna wait till after we did the trivia and stuff to ask you this, but I, I've been working on choosing new music for the show. Yeah, and I, I'll share with you a little bit of what my process is normally like with that. Absolutely. Uh, sometimes it, I, I, when I'm working on something, I happen to know a song already and in my head, and I think, oh, you know, it would be perfect for this, and it's a song I already know. Or sometimes I hear a song and I go, this would be great for this thing I'm working on that mm-hmm. needs a backing track. Other times, I'll, I'll kind of seek things out. I'll just be searching for music by mood, right? Because I know I want something uplifting or I want something mysterious or like sure. that. Yeah. It's always different how you sort of discover the music. Other times, it's someone suggests something. Right, 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 right. Whether it's a, a friend, a family member, someone who works with us at the show. Um, so we, we, I've been going through some music, and uh, part of our creative process, uh, part of our creative team had suggested some different songs and things, and I realized how little I know about current music. Every song <laughs> was like, all right, and this is a, a really huge song by uh, Jonas Brothers, and this is by Lizzo, and this is uh, J-Lo's song, and I'm like, well, at least I know who J-Lo is and stuff for certain ones, yeah. but I'm like, but I don't know the songs. Right. I'm uh, with you on this. I am so bad at keeping up with contemporary music. Uh, like, my playlist for my stage show is still, like, you know, 90s alternative rock. <laughs> like, Where is your cutoff? Like, mine, I think, is 2010. <laughs> I think I I think I knew popular music until 2006, and but then, like, maybe a little bit through 2010. And then by the time you and I met... I don't think I've listened to anything current. <laughs> Actually, I, I realized this was a problem for me for a while. So I ended up, uh, what, uh, what I used to do when I was driving a lot would like turn on top 40 just to see what's playing. Yeah. Not necessarily to like sit and enjoy and be like, this is my nice relaxing music because I have, you know, my favorites for that. Again, a lot of 90s and early 2000s pop punk and alternative rock is my yeah, yeah. classic rock as well. Uh, but, um, uh, I, I actually found out a lot about new artists by watching like late night shows or right. SNL because whoever they had as guests, I was like, there's got to be a reason they're a guest, you know, yeah. on the show or why they're up and coming and popular. Uh, so I figured that was a good way to kind of educate myself as well uh, on just the pop stuff. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's tough to keep up with because there's so many different genres and things splinter off and I don't know. It just seems like there's a new one-hit wonder that comes out every week. You know? <laughs> it's crazy. We had maybe six people in the theater, socially distanced, listening to these tracks, and I felt like the only person who wasn't familiar with a <laughs> lot of them. Now, you don't need to be familiar with the song for it to be the perfect fit for what you're doing. Yeah, It doesn't have to be a song that you've known and loved. You just have to know what you're looking for, and if it fits the bill, it fits the bill. Uh, but I mean, it was like everyone else was like, "Oh my God, this is the, this just won every Billboard award. This is uh, the biggest song right now. This is the one everyone loves. This is big on TikTok. All these different." And I'm just like, "Wow, I uh, <laughs> I I couldn't believe how out of touch I was because you already know how out of touch I am with movies and things." Yeah. Music was usually like my one savior. Absolutely. That's what I always associated you like. Matt's the music guy, at least. (laughs) 
But holy crap, I am like, I just felt like I didn't know anything. This is Post Malone. And like, I wouldn't have even been able to tell you that was his voice. I don't know. I know that's a huge name and I know what he looks like. Right. But you know him? Yeah, I know with all the face tattoos. But if I played the song, would you know it was him? Not a clue. Okay, okay. (laughs) So we really are. Okay. All right. Also, the phrase you said, big on TikTok, still seems weird to me, even though I know TikTok is so huge. (laughs) Well, it's funny because one of the songs I did recognize from TikTok, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is from the TikTok, and I got made fun of. (laughs) It's like when Facebook first came out, the Facebook. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So how do you, how do you, well, I guess maybe this isn't the question for you because I don't think you do. Uh, How do you go about choosing the right music for your show? Well, I was just going to say it's so different even now with these virtual shows because I'm streaming. uh, Mm, I have to now look at royalty free stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm buying a lot more rights to stuff and uh, and figuring out what is appropriate and what I'm licensing correctly so that I mean, if you have it up on YouTube, they'll they'll flag it, you know, if they Mm -hmm, recognize mm -hmm. that. Uh, so I, you know, search through a lot of royalty-free libraries, even some of the libraries that YouTube offers to see what fits. And uh, again, I'm skewing more towards my preferences of like a rock style, but I'll play a lot and just be like, all right, that works. That works. This one's too jazzy or whatever, or, or whatever the feel. It's or too pop, too contemporary. Because as I was realizing even doing my graphics, is like I'm just trying to fit everything that feels right and congruent together for me and my style, which is, you know, a little bit more cartoony, goofier rather than like the I am serious in your mind mentalist. Because I feel like if I was going for cool, one, it would be very funny for me trying to go for cool. Uh, But I feel (laughs) like there's just so many more options available to me for like some cool songs, some cool, sleek, metallic graphics. But uh, yeah, I have to customize everything to to the style I'm trying to portray. Yeah, I'll tell you, though, if there's anything I could recommend, I mean, it really does make a big difference just to take all of the music and do a clean, a clean, I mean, certain stuff in your show you're going to want to keep, and it remains tied to that particular piece of Mm -hmm. what you're doing. But certain things like the end of a trick and you have a little tag on it, and some music comes on, or maybe you're bringing up audience members and you have music playing, Mm -hmm. changing those things really makes it feel, it's, it's one of the things you can do that really makes everything feel fresh right away. Especially if instead of just changing one part, if you kind of go through the whole show yeah. and update everything, it really makes everything feel so fresh. It's it's worth doing, but you kind of have to sit down and come up with what those things are. I normally do it like one at a time. I'll be like, oh, you know what? I'll change out this one now. Oh, I'll change yeah. out that one now. But now since I have had nine months, it's like do I'm going to do a full refresh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. There's a couple tracks in my live show that I'd feel uh, like I'd miss. Like I remember going in through the AGT days. I think we even brought this up before of like going through their royalty free music tracks and mm-hmm. finding those like game show sounding ones I did for Deal or No Deal. That's now been in my show. That famous Foreverland track that. I think you used and many other people have used since I found that track for It's ADT. legendary. Dude, I used <laughs> past tense. It's in my show. It's in my still. show too. <laughs> <laughs> I almost used it when I went back this uh, this summer <laughs> on great. the show, but I picked a different one. There's, I don't know if we talked about this or not, but there's one called uh, Pleasure Cooker. Oh, and that's another good. classic yeah. AGT library track. Yeah. That is a big one that you hear. 
uh, that's a it's a really good one. It's right up there with Foreverland. See, see, I got inspired because they were very similar to like the sound of like game show, which is kind of my vibe. Uh, right. And it really works well for metalism and magic, it seems. Uh, mm-hmm. But there's libraries, libraries of like game show sounds out there that are royalty free that you can find that have that because you want like a who wants to be a millionaire, like the kind of like pressure going on behind you. Pressure. Uh, I know pressure. we're going to get to that in <laughs> just a second. In fact, uh, that is a good segue. <laughs> Let's hear some of those classic songs uh, from my brother. Uh, it's time for Diddle Me This. Diddle me this, diddle me that. Will Eric end up stumping Matt Riddles? That was a good segue, by the way. Fantastic. That might be the best in 22 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, don't th- I think we were done on music t- talk, right? Okay. We didn't oh, cut sure, that off yeah. short. Yeah, yeah okay, absolutely. Cool. I mean, doesn't sound like doesn't sound like I influence you to change anything in the next 10 no, years, no, no. so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out later. Yeah, once I'm back doing live shows. But uh, it's time for a riddle. Actually, this isn't a riddle. It's technically a logic puzzle. Uh, but okay. uh, they're they're related, so I'm throwing it all together. <laughs> and I just want to say before we jumped on, you told me you're expecting me to get this wrong. So I'm hoping. I, I'm. I had you're hoping tr- I get it wrong. No, I mean I just uh, I I had difficulty with this, and I don't want to okay. say that now to see if that's going to change what your answer is. I actually want you to figure this out. Oh right. Okay. Uh, yeah, because it's uh there's <laughs> there's only three choices here, <laughs> so uh, I don't want you. I so I'll add to it. I need to know why you picked that answer. Uh, so that, okay. that'll add to it, but, uh, play along again, not a riddle because you've been crushing the riddles. So this will change kind of hopefully that thought process a little bit, but here's the, here's the logic puzzle. Jack is looking at Anne, but Anne is looking at George. Jack is married, but George is not. Is a married person looking at an unmarried person? Jack is looking at Anne. Hmm. Yeah, I was going to say you have three choices. Yes, oh. no, and cannot be ter- be determined. Okay, let's. I like yeah. this one. Let's get yeah. it going. So Jack is looking at Anne. Yep. Anne is looking at George. Next yes. part. Jack is married, but George is not. Okay. Is a married person looking at an unmarried person? Is a, is a married person looking at an unmarried person? And who is yeah. married and who is not? Jack, Jack is, is married. married. George is not. That's all the info we have. It's interesting. If you need to write it down, jot it out, make little notes, feel free. <laughs> Jack is looking at Anne. Mm-hmm. Anne is looking at George. Yes. Jack is married. So Jack is looking at Anne, but we don't know if Anne is married. Mm-hmm. So that cannot be determined. Uh, Anne, we don't know what her marital status is. So it's really irrelevant that she's looking at George. And we don't know who George is looking at. George isn't looking at anyone. He's, just imagine them in line at a queue and they're all looking forward, I guess. So, okay. So, okay. Can we say George's eyes are closed? Sure. All Doesn't right. matter what George is looking at. Okay. Uh, and, George, and, I mean, and George isn't married. George isn't married. We know that. Yeah, I'm not going to lock in uh, an answer just yet, but I want you to know right off the top, I'm leaning towards this that this just can't be determined because the question is, is a married person looking at an unmarried person? Right. In, and you're only referring to these three people. Yes. That's not just like a question. 
uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's these well, three people. Yeah, that uh, would be more of a riddle. <laughs> like, it, in any moment, is a uh, is a married person looking at an unmarried person separate from Jack, Anne, and George? No, that would be defeat the purpose of this logic. It is pertaining to these three people. I mean, if they're standing in line, like in a queue, like can can Jack see George? Uh, or he can only see Anne. Say there's a bend in the queue. There's a corner. <laughs> so he so, can't. <laughs> so he only can see Anne. Yeah. 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 So there's only one person we know is married. So this entire riddle or yeah, this entire puzzle stems well, on knowing Well, you know two two facts for sure. Yeah. You know Jack is married and George is not. You know, but the question is, is yeah. a married person looking at an unmarried person? And the only person I can say for sure is married is Jack. So if I break this question down, the question is, is Jack looking at an unmarried person? And the answer is, we don't know. So you can't change the question. So so assuming oh. that it's, is Jack looking at a married person, uh, an unmarried person, that that's 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 where the logical fallacy comes in. And uh, I'll tell you right now, 80% of the people uh, who, who got this, including myself, it took me a while to figure this out, uh, get this wrong. They get this wrong, and they say exactly what you said Can't, cannot be determined. But you can determine a yes or no from this. Yes or no as to whether or not... What is the question again? The final yeah. question? So Jack is looking at Anne. Anne is yeah. looking at George. Jack is married. George is not. Mm-hmm. Is a married person looking at an unmarried person? And I'll, I'll give you the clue into how I figured this out. Okay. The person you said we don't know, have enough information about is who? Anne. Anne. But married is binary. So it's either she is or she isn't. Okay. Right? Yeah. So do the two scenarios. Okay. So let's say she is married. So, yep. Then so a married person. Oh, I got it. So yeah, if she's married. Well, so if she's, if, married, if she's married, Jack is looking at Anne. So a married person's looking at a married person, but Anne is then looking at George, and she's the married person looking at an unmarried person. Right. But now, if she's not married, wow, Jack, <laughs> that's is married a good one. looking at an unmarried person. And then an unmarried person looking at an unmarried so person doesn't either matter. Either way, the answer is yes. Either way, it doesn't matter. You don't need the information about Anne. <laughs> Whether or not she's married or unmarried, the answer is still yes. Yeah. Isn't that wow. amazing? I love that's probably my favorite one that we've had. <laughs> that's a good one. I, it took me so long because intuitively you want to say, oh, there's not enough information. But if yeah. you lay out the two scenarios of what it can be, the answer has to be yes, regardless. So, did you know I'll, the answer give, when you figured it out, though? Um, I I figured it out that way. Yeah, like I I you knew I the guessed, answer was yes. Yeah, I had to figure out why. Well, first I was yeah. like I was like it can't be determined, and then I took a moment, and then I was like, wait, I went through those two scenarios. So I'm gonna give us first. Both of us will get this at first. <laughs> But then, yeah, no, I, that's all I deserve is that. I don't yeah. feel like I got it right, so I don't need the bring. Then this is for me. There you go. <laughs> so let me get this straight. You didn't find the answer and then figure out why? No, 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 okay. no, no. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I just, well, yeah, it was, it was kind of like I knew. Uh, well, that's not necessarily true. I didn't know that the answer was yes. And I that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, once yeah, you yeah. figured out it was yes or somehow yeah. knew it was yes, yeah. then you had to go back and yeah. rework it.
Yeah. Okay. It's really clever though. And yeah, it's I love very it. counterintuitive. And I understand why 80% of people get this question wrong. So Very, very, very good. Let's play the good song now. <laughs> hey, they're both good, but this is definitely <laughs> that game show feel we were just talking about. Matt picks up the question, then he stares at it. Eric's at the ready, time to use his wit. Pressure, 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 trivia, pressure, trivia. Yeah, that right. one's first rate. Like I'm ready. That. I'm ready for trivia. I've been practicing on my Jeopardy app and my Jeopardy Alexa uh, in honor of the you know the late Alex Trebek, uh, and I'm excited to see what happens because they're they're gonna do guest hosts now uh, to start trying figuring out how they're gonna continue going forward. And Jeopardy champion Ken Jennings is gonna be the first guest host. And I just wow. say, if he tests well in that run, give him the job. I think he's perfect for it. Aren't they but, just uh, wasting time until Wayne Brady gets the job, though? Oh, you think Doesn't Wayne Brady? See, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I feel like he pops up for all these things. Probably sure. a conflict of interest with "Let's Make a Deal." Yeah, but he's already doing that one. <laughs> it still seems like he'll somehow do both. <laughs> um, this is a this is just a straight up pop culture music related question actually i didn't mean for this but it ties directly into pop music so i got excited when you said pop culture and then i got uh frustrated when you said music <laughs> uh, i guess it goes more into the lives of celebrities so i don't okay, know let's try uh, it, it I, it's a tough one kingston zuma and apollo are the sons of which american pop star Oh, boy. I'm going to need those names again. Kingston. Kingston, Zuma, and Apollo. And I have choices. Uh, I'm definitely going to need the choices because off the top of my head, I'm like, as soon as you're talking about like children names, if it's not George Foreman, you know. Yeah, right. Who has They're all, the all George Foreman. <laughs> hey, and look, I know some look. of the popular ones like, you know, Surrey. Is it Surrey Cruise? Listen, I had limited time to pull out the trivia this week. Gwyneth right. Paltrow's is Apple. I'm going to tell you the ones I do know. That's going to this is actually the, impressive that you do know these. Um, uh, what North? I wouldn't. Northwest. Is yeah, that one not, I've heard. Yeah, yeah, that's got to be one. Uh, anyway, Harry Styles. I don't think he's got kids. Go on. Gwen Stefani. Maybe. Keith Urban. No. Oh, okay. Doesn't seem like he'd go that far out. Maybe though. Pharrell Williams. Pharrell Williams. Hmm. And the names are Kingston. Zuma, Zuma and Apollo. And Apollo. <sighs> yeah, I'm eliminating Harry Styles right away. I don't think he has any kids. I Can I ask a question? Yeah. Now, who is that? That's one, he's from One Direction? Yeah. I've actually been following his career weirdly a little bit because ever since I saw his uh, some of his performances on SNL, like these late night shows I've been watching, he's definitely like kind of evolved in this very Bowie-esque character doing these kind of like weird uh, performances. And uh, it's very interesting to watch. He's definitely got this rock star quality. Uh, this is now a Harry Styles fan podcast. I stand yeah. for <laughs> Harry Styles. <laughs> um, just but, uh, edit that whole intro when we talked about what this podcast is. We talk about <laughs> Harry Styles and Cobra Kai, the end. We'd think uh, we'd be more popular with the younger demographic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we need to know more about the younger oh, demographic. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
I'm going to just say off a gut feeling. I'm not sure if Gwen Stefani has kids or maybe she does. Isn't she dating like Blake Shelton now from The Voice? I think they I, met I think, there. but I'm not, I'm not 100%. Be, but I, they could have had children previously. Keith Urban was with Nicole Kidman for a while. Is that right? That is true. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm leaning towards Pharrell Williams. I think I'm going to go Pharrell Williams. So I made up the choices. Yeah. Uh, for the four choices. Um, I also altered the question slightly because in the original question, it Wait, was... Wait, does it not matter who's married to who in this one too? <laughs> <laughs> the original question was which female pop star? In which oh, case the okay. answer is there Gwen Stefani. Can't but be Pharrell then. <laughs> you did really well because I kind of thought, okay, he probably knows Harry Styles doesn't have kids. This was actually what I was thinking. <laughs> Keith Urban, it seems a little out there for him. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. actually said that. And then, and then when Pharrell Williams came to me, it was just kind of random enough yeah. where it was like, yeah. oh, he it might have kids with some yeah, funky yeah. names, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it is Gwen Stefani. Kingston, what is it, Zuma and Apollo? Yeah. Now, yeah. Oh, okay. It's a tough one. Listen, yeah. limit, limited time. I was, this is one of those. Yeah, there you go. This is one of those times where I was scrambling to get some trivia going because uh, go. it's a, it was a it's a tough week. But. Yeah, it's 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 been crazy all across the board, and uh, I don't know. I've been uh, just trying to like distract myself with other stuff when I can. Is like we talked earlier on a previous episode of like getting the work done and then like rewarding yourself. So I've been playing a lot of video games uh, when I feel like I have time to do so, but uh, I'm trying to keep it limiting. Although this new game is very tough to uh, put down. I've been playing on the Switch, a game called Hades, which ties into that trivia question a little bit because Apollo being a Greek god, this is all Greek themed. Uh, but it's uh, I've just been I've spent probably more hours on this game than I should be doing while I'm so busy. Uh, but it is a nice little reward, and uh, it's a very popular game now. It's an indie independent developer. And it's just kind of like this dungeon crawl game where you're like uh, trying to escape through from the underworld. You're you're playing as the uh, the the son of Hades to get out of Hades, and uh, all the gods kind of help you along the way. And it's just a different every time you try to escape, it's different. But uh, it ties into so many things I love, and one of those things is Greek mythology. <laughs> so that's where you my love brain Greek was. mythology. Yeah, yeah, wow. I was really big into it, like reading the stories all through like middle school, high school, and uh, you know, I, I recently before Broadway shut down, um, have you heard of the show Hades Town? No, I think it won some Tonys. Amazing, but it's the story of uh, Orpheus and Eurydice uh, trying to. Um, basically escape from the underworld and it's a gorgeous soundtrack and I, I just love everything i think i saw that in the like the percy jackson musical they made a musical based off of the percy jackson books and films uh they were very different takes on greek <laughs> greek uh, mythology on broadway definitely liked hades town a bit more but uh they were both fun both fun but yeah, uh, well, they're, they're myths, so I guess you can have different takes on it, right? I mean, they have flexibility. They're not set in stone. Uh, the, the general stories are the same, but it's just Percy Jackson's kind of like the young adult version, you know? <laughs> they like, yeah, <laughs> it's a different interpretation, yeah, different tone, yeah, same yeah, universe-ish. Exactly. exactly. Gotcha. So, Did uh, you, uh, have you been keeping up with the, uh, the food stuff that you were doing? 
The cooking? Yeah, yeah I, I took a little break because you can stop your your you know HelloFresh boxes who are not a sponsor of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I started doing this because I listened to other podcasts where they were a sponsor. That's but, hilarious. Uh, but uh, I took a little break for the you know holiday week because uh, I was home with my mom who were doing the meal there. But yeah, no, I've been keeping up mostly vegetarian meals too. That's um, cool. Yeah. It's very good. Very I've good. been I've been back into running, and I don't know how this is in New York. I was I was running a couple of days ago in my neighborhood, and I passed by a, a neighbor, not one that I knew. Mm. And I usually do. I know you're bad at estimating, but I usually do like <laughs> a. It, once I get to, let's say you're crossing paths with someone, you don't have to be running. You could be walking. You could be anywhere. You could walk out of your apartment in New York, and some you're about to cross paths with someone. I normally do like a casual wave acknowledgement once we get a certain distance from each other. I kind of see them from a distance. I go head down as I'm jogging, and then I pick my head up at just the right moment where we're maybe seven feet from crossing, yeah. do the casual wave. By the time we finish the acknowledgement, we're gone. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was about 20 feet from this guy. Yeah. And he did the wave. Oh, so now you got so much time to wait. So I did it too. I had to respond, right? I didn't want to leave it unwarranted. (laughs) So I did the wave and and now I go head down and now I get back to my, you know, six foot window Mm -hmm. where I would normally do the wave. And it's weird not to do the second acknowledgement now. So I went verbal and I did like a hey or whatever I don't know. It was like really awkward. I was like, oh hi, or something like that. That's what do you what, do? That's uh, that seems appropriate. That's what. That it, seems that's right. What, yeah. Well, <laughs> you started this whole premise by saying I don't know if this is like this in New York, assuming I run, uh, which I no. don't. <laughs> <laughs> you could be walking. I do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, well, also in New York, is it like there are always? Is there ever a situation where you find yourself and one other person crossing paths like that, or is it more people all the time? Uh, I mean, yeah, you, uh, especially because uh, everyone thinks of New York is like Times Square. Where it's right, packed, right, right. Like, most of New York is like pretty more sparse. You'll you'll run across people, but it's more of a frequent thing. Uh, so you're not like saying, well, one, you just aren't going to likely run into someone, you know, and when you do. Right, it's like, right. S- sometimes it still feels like a huge surprise. Like it's like, mm-hmm. hey, what are the odds? Like we live in the same city. We happen to see each other. So it's never like a casual like, hey. It's just right, like, <laughs> right, right. Well, this is someone you don't yeah. know, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right. So, I mean, I, I almost thought he was messing with me. Like, you know, I enjoy doing mm-hmm. socially awkward things just yeah. to enjoy the awkwardness. But like, I feel like I got set up on this one. This reminds me of those the famous awkward situation when you're like leaving a conversation with someone and you're like see ya and then you both walk the same way. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like well I said goodbye but now we're going to walk together to the end of the block or wherever. <laughs> or, or or you've done right yeah or, or you've done the one where you're uh, you're at the check-in at the uh, at the airport and they say have a great flight and you go you too. Oh yeah yeah that's so <laughs> right? awkward. Yeah. When you fly so, again. I think Brian Regan has a bit about that. Oh so, does he? Yeah. I feel like it's actually a common thing. So, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a definitely great fodder for a bit because I feel like everyone's probably done it. Yeah, yeah. It's so right? weird. It's so, it's like, yeah, or uh, enjoy your movie. You too would, would you see one eventually. Yeah, right, right, right. So, so when you, when you finish your conversation and you have both happen to go in the same way, yeah. most people have had that happen to them probably many yeah. times. What's your go to? Like, what do you say? Usually just point out the awkwardness. That's what I'll yeah. do. Like, oh, well, I guess we said bye and now we're walking. Or you'll, or I'll just like, if it's really awkward, I'll just like try and speed up or like, 
<laughs> you do a drift. Uh, either a drift, I let them go. I'm like, oh, I gotta check my phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot something in the opposite direction for a second. Yeah. <laughs> I think I do a slow drift, like so. Like I won't necessarily speed up. I'll stay on pace, but like I'll drift left. Yeah, there you go. Right, you know, just put distance drift between you. <laughs> there's no really, uh, there's really limited options. You you jump on a call. You yeah. do a drift. You do a speed up or a slowdown. Yeah, or you just do it. You embrace the awkwardness. Yeah, or you embrace it and be like, oh, well, if we're both going this way, we'll just uh, we'll pick up from where yeah. we left off yeah. for the next or, seven minutes. Yeah, or where are you going? I'll follow you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll just we'll just do it the whole way till you get to I, your destination. That's that's another one too, right? You do the you, you realize you're going the same way, and if they're behind you, you do the quick turnaround. Are you following me? Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Speaking of a uh, little bit of awkwardness, uh, this happens quite a bit. Uh, it's happened a few times throughout my career, but I've heard it happening to other mentalists specifically because there's that fine line between mentalism and those who believe in psychics. Um, but uh, I got an email from uh, someone through my website who uh, just basically, they're always really short, these emails, but it's people who believe I have real supernatural powers, which I never claimed that I do. <laughs> uh, but they just were like, and, it, and I can understand and I sympathize and I'm not making fun of this person because, I mean, times are tough for a lot of people. But they were just like, I need uh, advice. Can you help me tell what's in my future? Pretty much. Yeah. And those yeah. are really tough emails to get because my persona very much is, you know, this is very goofy. This is a mind reading show that uses magic and psychology to make the illusion I'm reading your mind. Uh, I never claim I can actually tell what the future is or, you know, truly believe what's in your head, but it feels like I do. And I'm very open and honest with that. Um, but uh, some people just want to believe regardless of what you tell them. And there's a, there's a lot of people who are looking for advice and it's, and it's tough. And I, I just, I respond basically saying like, I appreciate you reaching out. I understand things are difficult or you need, you know, want advice, but I can only point them into the direction of a, you know, a friend, family member or actual therapist, you know, to get real legitimate advice rather than coming to me as a mentalist or psychic entertainer, uh, because the key part of psychic entertainer is it's entertainment. And I tell them, I was like, what I do is just for entertainment purposes only. It's not a gift, you know, from above or whatever that's giving me divine inspiration unfortunately <laughs> and and we know this happens because with mentalism there's a believability to it yeah uh in fact there's a believability to magic to some extent it's less common but with mentalism the believability is so much more prominent yeah i think there's uh because i think the difference is when people go into a magic show magic is so widely popular and people know that you know sleight of hand exists and it's like oh i'm watching a magic show but i understand they're doing something but i'm willing to suspend my disbelief uh so maybe i'm not seeing the card move they're doing to hide the ace or whatever their the card trick is but i know it's happening but i'm just you know a most audience members, some are trying to figure out that puzzle, but the the majority, I hope, are going like, I'm going to, you know, not try and figure out. I want to be mind blown in this moment. And then after we're done, just going to go on with my life and well, yeah, understand they, they, that's I, magic. I think they accept it mm -hmm. as the illusion of impossibility. Absolutely. Right. So they can look at it and go, 
wow, they didn't. The answer wasn't this. The method wasn't that. And then they, with a with a fantastic magic trick, the only place for them to land is no way. That's impossible. But when they say that. Mm-hmm. they're experiencing the illusion of impossibility. And I think they know that. And that's yeah. what makes it cool. With with, with mind reading, there, there's such a, especially when you start getting to NLP. Well, there's there's dubious claims about how much of that really works as well. But, uh, right. but yeah, there's a, there's a blurred line for sure. And many mentalists take advantage of that, uh, I think. Um, but in, in some, some do it in a theatrical context where it's like, you're going to a theater and you understand that a play isn't real. So I'm in a theater performing as a real legit quote in quotes, legit, you know, psychic performer. And so I don't have to put a disclaimer ahead of time to show that this is not as it seemed because it is in a theater context. I disagree with that personally, and I know that's like a hot topic of debate in the mentalism world, whether to have a disclaimer or a not not to have a disclaimer. But I think because people come in and they want to believe and some some people don't see the, quote, hidden sleight of hand because it's all happening in people's minds a lot of the time, uh, they're they're more likely to just be like, oh, <laughs> it's, it happens so many times I've done a show and people are like, Oh yeah, you just uh, you read all the body expressions. That's how you did it, you know. And it's like, well, right, I mean, right. there's more to that than that. It's the fact that you're, you know, all the hard work I'm doing to put into this routine is just like you're not really fully appreciating how cool this illusion of mind reading is, right? Because you because think it's just, actually possible. Yeah, because you're just writing it off as possible. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's kind of the same thing with like trying to perform for young children, which is mm-hmm. I've always thought it's pretty difficult to do because they don't really have a developed frame of reality yet yeah. so it's kind of the same thing yeah. where it's like if you're pulling cards out of the air they might not really realize that's impossible yet everything's magic to them ice cream is magic yeah, right yeah. so it's like oh they're learning things all the time so when they see every day they see things they didn't know existed so and, and not that, to like um uh you know downplay this next weird transition i'm gonna do but like other cultures i'm not comparing other cultures to like little kids but some cultures have like magic as a deeply rooted belief in their in their way of life so when they see yeah. magic themselves they're like this is real and it's not sleight of hand i mean we saw a lot of that in like that some of the early david blaine specials when he traveled like internationally yeah. and just the impact of it had on these people that magic was so important to them so it's like that's the way of life and that belief um, yeah even in america too if you look yeah. at you know when he was doing the first special with the levitation and things mm-hmm. like that there was a real uh believability to it gullibility to it i mean that really um, well, and that's his whole thing, too, is he wants mm-hmm. to blur that line sim- similar to a lot of the way mentalists approach mentalism is blurring that line. Uh, and, and there's arguments for and against it. Uh, you know, again, I lean more towards being more honest and open and, you know, telling people what's happening because I think there's a deeper appreciation of all the work and skill, <laughs> not just to do it to show off, because I think there's ways to highlight your audience as well and i think that's a huge part of being a a mentalist and featuring you know other people's thoughts and it's more about them uh that's kind of my approach to it but i think yeah with uh with certain performers there's that uh, believability there's that old saying is like no one wants to see a fake mind reader you know (laughs) Mm. there's there's an aspect of that too you know people i'm only interested in seeing fake mind readers yeah i think i think that saying comes from uh, just people who aren't 
going in with that willing of willful suspension of belief. And I think that's mm. the big difference. If the audience is, if you and the audience are on the same page of what this is and they're willing to suspend their belief for a while that this mm -hmm. is real, that's mm -hmm. okay to me. But mm -hmm. if, if they're leaving the theater with that belief, I think that's where things uh, kind of fall. And, and again, there's another argument too, is like, I'm not here to change people's minds. They come in and do the show. And sometimes the beliefs they had before and after are the same. And you can't really do much about that. You know? uh, yeah. And you have to, I, I, I definitely can sympathize with that viewpoint, but you want to ultimately, like you can't achieve it a hundred percent, but I agree with your viewpoint on it. You want transparency of what you do. Mm -hmm. And I think what you do is create the illusion of impossibility. And that's what makes it impressive. The fact that it is an illusion. Yeah. And it's just that agreed upon stipulation so that you don't feel like you're taking advantage of people who are coming in with different expectations. You know, it's mm -hmm. like you, 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 we both agree to be lied to you when you go see a magic show, because we understand that that's what we're getting. You know, mm -hmm. that's part of the consent, the implied consent of an audience member. But if you were going as if you were performing this as a, you know, mir miracle, new religion founding uh, magic technique, uh, then that's where the ethics of this kind of get wonky. And it's, it's just, just disingenuous for me. Yeah, that's how it would feel. It's disingenuous for you as a person because that's where your morals are. But there's so many people whose morals are <laughs> skewed that they're like, that's how I'm going to make that living and uh, make people believe in me and start my religion. And I think it's, it goes into that self-centered performer aspect of look at me, look how cool I am a little bit too, mm. rather than this is a, I think you approach it the similar way that I do with this art is I have something cool that I want to show you so that you experience it and you have this moment of amazement rather than uh, how powerful I am <laughs> as a performer. Totally. Yeah, yeah, that that persona would not work for either of us. No, <laughs> no. We Although could do we a test to prove this. We could do an experiment. It wouldn't can I, pan out. Can I play that cool music I was saying and have those sleek metallic graphics? <laughs> Absolutely. I think that's the best time for you to do it. I think you can use some new music, get a little Cardi B in your show. <laughs> so, some uh, Harry Styles. There you go. Does he have so, a solo yeah. solo music career? Is that why yeah. you said that? Oh, okay. I thought yeah, it was he, just One Direction. No, he left One Direction a long time ago, Matt. Jeez, keep up with the tabloids. It's hard. I don't. I don't know. So yeah, I just wanted to touch on that because it's a uh, it, it's a tough thing. What would you say to someone? In the, how would you respond to that email? If someone said, "I believe in what you do, please help me." In life. Uh, I think I would answer it honestly. So like, let's say I'm trying to put this in context of like, if someone, I mean, it's tough in writing, even like, you know how sometimes you can't get the tone of a text message, right? But if someone, yeah. you know, asked me, and I'm sure I've been asked questions similar to this after a show, mm -hmm. I, I think I would, I think I would answer it just honestly by saying, well, look, what I do is it's entertainment. It's magic. It's, it's, what you make of it and kind of what happens in your head is your experience. But what I'm doing is, is creating the illusion of impossibility. Um, yeah. what, what, what depends, I guess some, I know you've had people ask you for like a, a missing jewelry and things like that. Yeah. So it depends yeah. on what the specific thing is. I mean, obviously if it's helped me find the, my mother's necklace or whatever, it's like that, that's not something I'd be able to help. I wish I could, but you know, and I, I might right. even answer it with like a quip. 
Yeah, like if like, I had uh, one in mind. It's always in the last place you look. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Something Without like that. Without being too or, condescending. Yeah, that's the tricky part. <laughs> yeah, or even like a, if it is like specifically mentalism related, mm-hmm. I might say, well, I'm not a mind reader. I just kind of stick to the magic. Like I might even yeah. say something like that, but I yeah. might try to keep it light as opposed to crushing someone's sure kind of hopes and dreams you just don't know how right deeply uh, if, they are if they're so buying into it like this is their last hope and they're reaching out i mean that says a lot about someone if they think like reaching out to a random mind reader online through their website you know it shows where they are in life that, that this could be really important to them and i think you have to handle it delicately and with compassion uh, for yeah sure. that's the key because you just you don't you don't know if if it's someone you don't know, you don't know exactly where the person is coming from. Mm-hmm. Like you said, their thoughts before and after this show experience. So you have to kind of I, I think you've got to try to keep it on the surface. Yeah. And not delve too deep unless you're willing to go go the the the, the mile yeah. with them. But yeah. once you go that mile, you just don't know what I don't know if you should be the messenger of that information. Exactly. That's why, you know, I say there's people in the network, hopefully uh, friends and family. And, you know, for if they if you can't reach out to friends or family, if that's why you're writing, you know, there is help. There's therapists. And plus, yeah, it's weird. This all tied together because you said we're starting this episode as a therapy session. (laughs) Well, it has been. Yeah. If if people haven't noticed, it has been for maybe both of us. Yeah. But yeah, if you. It's it's a, it's a tough situation, but bottom line is, it has. It, I think it just has to be delicately. I, yeah. I forget where I was going with it, um, but yeah. it's it's really tough. And I think it had to do with being the messenger. I guess you don't want to mm-hmm. be the uh, the messenger of that information. So it's like it's tough, man. I don't even I don't even know. I'm at a loss for words right now. Yeah, and I think it also it's it's interesting because I see this happening just in belief in general in the country right now is people are just so willing to believe in things and uh, you know sometimes not necessarily with proof <laughs> of I, anything and it's i know just, what it was yeah you, you just jog my memory on it it was you might have your opinion on whether you think psychic powers are real but the truth is you can't prove that there are no psychics to this person right and and the opposite is right? true they're not they're not doing the randy challenge to prove there are psychics too that's the counterpoint <laughs> right so so you can, I can only explain that what I'm doing is magic, is illusion, is the, the art of making it look like the impossible right. is happening. Uh, but I can't, I can't sit there and it's not, I, I don't see it being my place to proselytize. 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 Yeah. Proselytize. And it's interesting. <laughs> that's, that's a good point too of, uh, you know, you can, you can tell someone that you personally aren't, or not that person with superpowers or whatever, but people we've seen are master justifiers. So even when they get um, information that contradicts their beliefs, they'll adjust and find either it's it's harder to change your whole worldview based off of new information than to just discount that new information. Yeah, make it like, fit into your existing yeah. perspective. So you'd say like, oh well, he's not a real mind reader, but someone else is. I'll reach out to them, you know. And we're seeing that in politics too. It's like this this person said this, but I still believe this other person, even though that's you know 
uh, facts against what I believe. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's it's fascinating, and I don't know how to combat that except with more knowledge and more facts and more information. Really, I know people in the hypnosis and uh, magic slash mentalism communities that have said things just like what you just said, like, "Oh yeah, yeah," but John Edward, what he does is the real deal. Yeah, but like, I don't understand. I I just don't see a basis for believing that. Yeah. Uh, it's tough. It's tough when it comes to belief, for sure. Does that surprise you, though? Um, yeah, I mean, I see, see it yeah, all the time. Sometimes in the community, people, though. You know, in the community of people who are like, well, this isn't real. Like, what I'm doing is all tricks and, you know. And they but, know but, people who are fake psychics, too. Yeah, yeah. But strange. then they say, but this one, this one's the, the Long yeah. Island medium. She's real, you know. I, I don't know how they rectify that within themselves and that, where that congruency is for them. Because to me, that's incongru- incongruent. <laughs> it's right. like if I have evidence of this thing being uh it reminds me really of like the the category of magic like gospel magic too yeah yeah where some you know very religious magicians will use magic tricks to convey these larger miracles from the bible and it's like well if you're you're showing your tricks are fake (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) by transitive property (laughs) you know and sometimes yeah and sometimes those, oftentimes, especially with the gospel magic realm, those stories are so um, forced, like shoehorned mm-hmm. into the yeah. presentation. Right. Uh, Josh J said something recently on social media, the magician, uh, that he was just kind of giving tips to young magicians, I think. And one of the things he said was like a common misconception in magic is that like every piece of magic you do has to have a story. Mm. And this is something <laughs> I feel like people aren't talking about yeah. enough. That's just, it, he's right. It's it's true. No, it doesn't always have to have a story. Not having one is better than really forcing one that just doesn't is a fit. real stretch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When you're right? jamming it in, it just doesn't feel right. And it could take away from the magic. I mean, because there's, there's an inherent story in the most magic itself, because you can describe most most good magic in one or two sentences, which is the same that people boil down a movie script to, you know, a movie pitch to one or two sentences uh, just to get the gist of it. So there's, there's quote story in a card vanishing and reappearing. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's that's the story in itself. It's a card that vanishes and it reappears. You or don't rising have to, to the then, top of the deck. There's symbolism there. Yeah. You don't have to add the metaphor on top of that to frying pan the point home. You know? Right. <laughs> just right. like hit you over the head with a frying pan about it. <laughs> now, having said that, because there are such some of the most moving pieces in magic, whether you're talking about a story trick like Sam the Bellhop, which is obviously a story, or mm-hmm. Copperfield Snow. Yeah. Some of the best magic out there across the spectrum from stage to close up and mentalism has captivating stories. But if it works. Yeah, absolutely. Right. It's absolutely. not a necessary ingredient. And like you said, sometimes the plot, the effect itself has a plot. Yeah. yeah. So. And it can speak for itself. And Exactly. The story can be added and can enhance the emotion behind it. But I don't think it should be, you know, and sometimes anything forced feels off. Sometimes it's music that adds that emotion. Sometimes it's lighting. Sometimes it's uh, your script. That's all, all stuff you're working on for your show. Look at that. Tie uh, in complete <laughs> episode. Ding, 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 ding. If we had sound effects, now would be the time to play the big part. Hey. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to use one of the two sound effects we have. 
It was either yeah. that or play the trivia song again. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we should wrap up. Uh, let's check in. We had goals from last week. Uh, remember the goals segment? Your goal, in fact, was to think of a goal. And you had two weeks to do so, Matt. What is your goal? All right. So <laughs> halfway through the week, I thought about this. And I was okay, thinking. Good. good, good, good. I'm really not doing well with the goal thing. So th- this has changed. But mm-hmm. originally, I was thinking. I think my goal might be to convince Eric that we don't need to do the goals anymore. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) Um, I've since moved on from that. Okay, that's hilarious, though. (laughs) But I'm open to to it. Hey, Um, if you like our goal segment, I mean, we'll wait till you hear our goals this week. But then chime in on uh, mindovermagicpodcast at gmail.com if you want to keep us accountable to our goals. But, Matt, what what did you change this new goal from – from canceling the goal segment, too. Well, I have to touch on accountability being part of the problem yeah, because yeah. Uh, one of my goals was getting a microphone. Never did that. You talked me out of it. One of my goals was, you know, tidying up, organizing kind of yeah. all my office space. Have not done that. <laughs> but I've been achieving great, great progress on yeah. the things that are super important, important right now, yeah. and I have to prioritize. Absolutely. However, I do, I have finally. F- Keeping those other goals in mind, which I still have not achieved, that's fine. Another time-sensitive goal has come into mind, and it's to get my Christmas shopping done. Nice. All right, so that one has a clear deadline. A clear deadline, and I think if this is episode 22, I believe, so maybe by episode 25, 23, 24, 25, to next two, three weeks. This is a two- or three-week goal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that'll take us to right before Christmas. And, so. and as we mentioned before, too, I think it's okay to have long-term goals. And some of those we won't, aren't going to you know, tackle every week or so forth. And yeah. they could just be on that back burner of things in our minds. But uh, you know, having short-term goals are definitely more achievable. And even you can even, Matt, you could say a goal you've already accomplished and just say, my goal is to do, you know, to, to fix the lighting in my show. <laughs> for this right which we thing. haven't done yet but i yeah. know is going to happen it's going to happen well i've purposely <laughs> avoided those what do you got what do you got this week so my goal last week was to watch uh more one person shows okay uh, and i've been uh, oh uh, no wait a minute you yeah. just did exactly what you told me to do you've already been watching one person shows so and well, you I, knew you were gonna do more <laughs> well I got to be honest, over the past two weeks, I have not watched a one-person show. Okay. I still have my list. I still have a list. Uh, Instead, I watched a lot of the new Animaniacs reboot on Hulu. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Which is, uh, I just, I like that show. It's an enjoyable show. (laughs) I like the theme song. Do they keep it? Huh? They did keep keep it. it? They changed it slightly just uh, to modernize it, Uh, but they brought the whole original cast back. I have signed uh, a signed poster from the three voice actors of uh of uh, animaniacs on my wall so oh, i was pretty awesome. i was pretty pumped that animaniacs came back and you know they're they're playing to the new audience and the uh the older the, the older crowd now we're older but we used to watch when we were younger uh to, to play to both of that but it's always kind of had adult and meta humor on top of it but i mean man it hit me right in the 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 interests when uh, the first couple episodes, they did a Greek mythology episode. Wow, that <laughs> checks off like, multiple boxes. I was so pumped. So, so yeah, my goal, uh, my long-term goal is to get back to watching these one-person shows. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm going to just stick with that one. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, man. For episode 23, we will uh, see where you've caught up on that stuff, and we'll go yeah, from Yeah, well, I guess, I guess my more immediate goal, because I should mention, is to, like, 
pack up my apartment and get mm. that packing part underway. And so there is a deadline. Over. There is a deadline there. So that's my immediate goal is to uh, uh, figure out how I'm going to move all this stuff and uh, not freak out about it. Very good. All right, Very man. Good. Well, good chatting with you. Best of luck with rehearsals going forward. Uh, if you want to keep in touch with us, follow us on the socials at Mind Magic Pod, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, and then shoot us an email. We'd love to hear from you. If you have goals that you want us to hold you accountable, let's try that. Maybe uh, you just want us to tell us what you're working on. Uh, email us at mindovermagicpodcast at gmail.com. Or if you have riddles, trivia, logic puzzles, whatever, send those our way. Uh, and if you just have a topic you want us to talk about that's interesting in the field of magic, performing, uh, streaming TV shows that we watch, whatever. <laughs> Harry yes. Styles, uh, pop, <laughs> pop music Matt and I should know about that we have no clue about. Just send it us your emails and we'd love to hear from you so uh thank you all so much for listening we appreciate you tuning in i mean we started this at the beginning of the pandemic and now we're episode 22 and we couldn't do it without you all listening uh wherever you are so thanks so much and do not forget quick plug mattfranco.com for your tickets for the reinvented version of magic reinvented starting december 17th hope to see you there Awesome, man. Take care. Great hanging.